0: It's Rico Daily. I'm Ronnie Mola, joined by Rico's Rebecca Heilweil. Hey, Rebecca. Hey. You recently spoke to a bunch of people who are getting into cryptocurrency and building up their NFT fortunes. And they told you about a problem they're having with planning for the future, one that hadn't really crossed their minds when they started banking on the blockchain. What's going on?
1: Yeah, so if you don't already own crypto yourself, the odds are right now is that you're related to someone who does. But people are realizing that should something bad happen to them, they don't necessarily have in place a plan for their crypto to make sure that it goes to their loved one. Turns out, actually, estate planning for your cryptocurrency or what happens to your Bitcoin after you die is a bit more complicated than just writing in your will, hey, give my crypto to my next of kin.
0: I'm curious, how many Americans own crypto?
1: about 16% of people in the United States have used crypto. You know, a lot of people are investing it right now. As you remember, it was all over the Super Bowl ads. It's new and exciting and everyone wants to get in early and what's supposed to be like the next big investment trend. So this is only getting more and more popular.
0: Got it. So this is a potentially a big problem that could affect lots of people. Um, What do we know about where your cryptocurrency goes when you die?
1: So Technically, nothing actually happens to it. It just kind of continues to exist on the blockchain. Of course, there's the caveat that that there are now thousands of cryptocurrencies and some of them work a little bit differently, but technically nothing happens to it. If you want your kids or your loved one or someone you care about to actually get that crypto and be able to use it, that's an entirely different story. To back up, there's this idea of the blockchain, which is kind of the basis of a lot of cryptocurrencies. This is a digital ledger that's basically created by a bunch of different computers that are spread throughout the world, and they record every single cryptocurrency transaction using these public and private keys. So public keys work like bank account numbers and allow you to send crypto to other people. And then there are the private keys, which are basically your password. And these are usually unique, extremely large numbers and letters that unlock the crypto that you own on the blockchain but the problem is is that these passwords don't work like other online passwords you can't just say i forgot my password and reset it and hope everything will Mm -hmm. be all right you know there are workarounds and things like that but basically if you lose access to this private key and haven't created some other way to get it your loved one will never be able to access that crypto that cryptocurrency is tied to that private key and there won't be any way to get it back
0: So you have to know that the password is password plus a gazillion letters or numbers or probably something more difficult than that. There's no sort of formal legal process to to pass this down to your loved ones?
1: Right. You can't call up the the government and say, hey, give me that asset. Like, I'm the rightful heir. If you don't have the technical access to it, you're not going to be able to get it.
0: So for now, how are people dealing with this? What are they doing?
1: So first, there's the analog solution, which is writing down the information that you need to access your crypto on a piece of paper and storing it somewhere safe where a family member can get it. A lot of other people use services like Binance or Coinbase, which basically allow people to trade and sell crypto on the Internet. So these companies will hand over someone's crypto assets if you can prove that you're the legal heir, you're legally entitled to them in the same way a bank would. But even though these are very, very popular platforms and they do provide that kind of backup, a lot of crypto users don't like them because they're a target for hackers. And they also do rely on another company, which some people think kind of undermines the whole point of crypto being this alternative to a centralized financial institution in the first place.
0: Got it. Any other solutions being explored right now? There are a crop of
1: startups that are now showing up that build tech specifically for cryptocurrency inheritance, two of them are called Safe Haven and Casa. These two companies maybe use different technology, but basically the idea is that you can lock your crypto within several other layers of private keys or passwords, which you can then disperse across several different people, maybe multiple children or your loved one. And then you need multiple of these people to come together to actually unlock that asset. That's one way that this can work. It's really very, very complicated, but it's supposed to solve this problem.
0: That really does sound like a plot of a movie or, or some sort of like magical thing. You have to be in the right place with the key and like the moon has to be in, you know, in a certain phase. Um, you also mentioned a strategy some people are using called the dead man's switch. What's that? Say so you own a bunch of crypto and
1: you give your husband a special hard drive with a special type of key that's supposed to unlock that crypto. That key won't work immediately to unlock the crypto. What will happen is that that key sends a notification to you first.
0: Okay, someone's trying to get into your account.
1: Right. So then you have a certain amount of time to respond to that message and basically let the tech know that you're still alive. If you don't respond within that amount of time, the system will automatically assume you're incapacitated or dead and your husband, in this scenario, will automatically gain access to your crypto assets. So that's one version of the dead man switch. You can set it up different ways. But someone I spoke to who's using this approach said they're also keeping a backup special key that's stored outside of their home just in case their partner can't access that key because there's been a fire or a flood. Wow. So this gets very complicated <laughs> very, very quickly. Wow. Okay. Um, any other tactics you notice in your reporting? So... Really wealthy people can afford approach that isn't as jerry-rigged. They're turning to one of their favorite ways to store their money with crypto. This time it's trust funds, family offices, wealth managers that are now taking charge of their crypto too and making sure that their loved ones will be able to get that crypto. So these are people who either got rich by investing in crypto early or have bought crypto because they're trying to also get in on this big investment opportunity. So they're storing their keys with specialized Financial institutions that are focusing almost entirely on managing crypto assets of the financial elite. You know, I've heard that hundreds of families are now using strategies like this and creating specialized accounts for holding crypto.
0: OK, so this isn't writing it on a piece of paper and tucking it under your mattress like I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, it's very, very advanced and (laughs) definitely costs a lot of money.
0: Uh, So, Rebecca, what's happening to the people who, you know, maybe didn't think of this yet, you know, who weren't this organized with their inheritance plans? How have their loved ones gone about trying to get access to their crypto?
1: It's really hard. There have been stories of families searching sometimes for years for access to their loved one's digital assets, those searches don't always turn up anything. You know, if you even go on the internet, you'll find people posting like, how can I access this cryptocurrency? I need help. I need help. Some people have hired digital forensic researchers to help them try to get into these accounts. So they might find a clue to where their loved one might have stored a record of their key or or find more information. And there are some families that have been locked out of enormous fortunes. There was a story of a man named Michael Moody, whose son, unfortunately, passed away and they knew that he was one of the early miners of Bitcoin, but there was no way to access that crypto reportedly because Mm. you just didn't have the information to access that asset.
0: So it seems like in some instances to solve the crypto inheritance problem, you actually have to go against the basic ethos of crypto in the first place. Is, Is it possible to do that without undermining it?
1: It's really hard. I mean, if you want to pass your crypto on at some point, At some time, you need to trust someone with your financial information. So if you're just someone who's using Coinbase, that means you're trusting your information with Coinbase. If you're leaving your key with your loved one, it means you're putting some trust in them. Like there was a story I heard about someone giving their key to a family member for safekeeping and then that family member used the key to steal the loved one's crypto. (laughs) Uh, Really awful, awful stuff. Basically, you have to weigh how much you care about the cybersecurity of your crypto while you're still alive and how much you want to ensure that your loved one will be able to access that crypto once you're dead. There is no perfect solution here, it seems. It's like a problem for anyone who owns crypto. And, you know, as crypto's value continues to grow, this means like the stakes are only getting higher.
0: All right. So in life or death or crypto or traditional currency, you need someone to trust. Thanks so much, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by Melissa Pones from Hemlock Creek Productions. I'm Ronnie Mola. Thanks for listening.